Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Woman podcast. Every two weeks, we'll post a podcast version of one of our free training videos, but you can access them now at beyondordinarywomen.org. This episode or series includes downloadable information on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org. Go to resources on the main menu and click on podcast slash video extras. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Beyond Ordinary Women. I'm Kelly Matthews, and we are joined again by Sharifa Stevens here on our Leading Through Racial Reconciliation series. We are on our second uh, video here, and we're going to talk about why this matters. Mm -hmm. And what it matters is because racial issues are a gospel issue. Uh, we've been told, and it's been in the news, like it's a, it's a political issue, it's a mm -hmm. social issue. Mm -hmm. But I think that women and well, men and women, Christians know that it's really a gospel issue. Absolutely. And we have so much uh, evidence in the scriptures to help us come to grips with this as a, a, a biblical issue. I mean, it's just Christ came to reconcile, and that's what we're called to do through this is for us to become one again mm -hmm. and, uh, and not forget why Christ came. Yes. I think um, the scripture is rife with examples of why um, racial reconciliation is a gospel issue. I think of the fact that when when people were building the Tower of Babel, right, they had like one culture and one ethnicity, one language, and they're like, we will reach God that way. And God was like, actually, mm, nah. So, and his, his response was the scattering and the languages, and this was not something that was bad it was it was him returning the people to his first command mm -hmm. was you know we were supposed to fill the earth not fill one portion yeah we were supposed to multiply right so it wasn't like that was a punishment right mm -hmm. so it's a blessing and we know it's a blessing also because way in revelation 7 you see not a tower of babel Right? So what is the throne room full of every nation, tribe, tongue, everything? Yes. So yeah, some when 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 we are redeemed, we don't lose our ethnicity. And I think that's one of the most interesting aspects of what will be heaven mm -hmm. or what you know, the new heavens, the new earth that I honestly have only started to think about recently. Yeah, is that me. that's you know, this part of who what makes you you and me me will continue to mm -hmm. some extent. Um, I, I think of Acts 2, okay? So you've got yes. Jesus has gone back and the Holy Spirit has descended and these uh, apostles, all of a sudden they come out of this room and they are on fire. <laughs> yeah, we could say that. Yes. And so they've got all this ability. Peter starts talking and mm -hmm. he is eloquent and he is sharing the gospel of Jesus. And then everyone around him is speaking in a different language sharing the gospel and they call it tongues, you know, tongues of fire, speaking different tongues of language. Mm -hmm. And I think in Acts 2, uh, I forget which verse, but it says 15, it names 15 different ethnicities or countries. And, you know, and I can't pronounce them all. And I won't try. Right. So, but I mean, literally they're listed there. These people were hearing the gospel in their own language 
and uh, from different parts of the world were all gathered there in Jerusalem, and they were amazed. And 3,000 came to faith that day, mm -hmm. and it just kept going from there, that the gospel is a gospel for everyone. Yes. And the Jews had a little trouble with that um, at first. <laughs> Did they? Yeah. Uh, so Paul had to really kind of educate them. And we see that in Ephesians 2, I think, among other places, yes. where he talks about Christ as the, uh, the uniter and breaking down that dividing wall between Jew and Gentile. Uh, I can go on. I mean, there's so many. No, keep going, because Ephesus in particular was so fascinating to me because the church at Ephesus was filled with people who were Gentiles, mm -hmm. right? And so there, there was a Jew-Gentile conflict. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, the answer to the Jew-Gentile conflict was not, hey, let's have a first Jewish church and a first Gentile church. And they like to worship differently anyway. And, you know, other they like bacon. And, you know, like, so let's just let them do things separately, worship in their own way. Mm -hmm. We don't see that as a, a response. I right? think that was probably not even an option. Well, I bet it could have been an okay. option. I mean, I think, I don't think it's that different. Mm -hmm. I think that it would be really easy. And I think that that's why some Jewish believers were like, hey, you need to be circumcised. Right. Yeah. Follow our rules. Mm -hmm. Do it our way. Yeah. I think it was really easy to pull in that direction. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the direction that the Spirit was pulling everyone. And that's not what the... And the leadership were really sensitive to the Spirit. Yes. Yes. That's one thing I think that's evident. Yeah. So in the American church... It behooves us to become more biblical in the way we think. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if I would really argue for, uh, you know, the African-American church to merge with the white church or vice versa. I mean, I feel like there's some unique characteristics of each uh, you know, individual church body. Uh, my church in particular uh, in McKinney, Texas, has done that. It's been really cool over the last, like, six years. We have um, an African-American uh, pastor and a white pastor, mm -hmm. and and he preaches, and he preaches, and we're all in one thing. And it started out as, well, the black church will come and, you know, have their own space and their own thing, and and, and then it just became, no, we're just a big family. And it's been really right. fun to watch, and I yeah. hope it continues more and more, because it's definitely not equal yet. I mean, McKinney's primarily white, I would say. I don't know the numbers, but it has been a great exercise for our uh, our individual body to see that um, uniting. Yes. Uh, yeah, we have a common goal. But, I mean, it's imperfect, but we're working that direction. Right, and I think um, I'm, I'm not advocating for one formulaic way that your local churches should be, because the demographics are different right. for everyone. In parts of the country, mm -hmm. different ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think that a posture of reconciliation does not necessitate you grabbing the first person of color you see mm -hmm. and making them a member of your right. church. Right. No. <laughs> That's not... That's not what we're after. That yeah. won't work. Mm -hmm. But it does mean um, paying attention to the global church. Mm -hmm. It does mean um, bestowing dignity on uh, and, and, and reading the works of or seeking out mentorship of 
people of color who are also Christians. It means that there might be voices that we need to hear mm -hmm. from that we haven't been accustomed to hearing from, maybe in our seminaries or Sunday schools and our uh, recommended reading, our children's books, oh, the yeah. way we teach theology to our children. So um, the videos that we watch, there's like a whole world of, of other believers mm -hmm. who, if we don't um, listen and read and hear from and talk to and um, support, if we don't do that, we're missing out on an important part of our own growth. And I, I think we um, just pass down bad habits to our children. If we don't right. introduce them now, then they're just growing up with what they learned, just like we did. Exactly. So, yeah. So as leaders, you know, in women's ministry, uh, which I'm assuming most of the viewers of this video would be, I would encourage them to um, remember why reconciliation is a big deal, mm -hmm. because it's a big deal to Jesus. He came to reconcile us to him and us to God, but also in doing that, we are then reconciled one to the other. Absolutely. And if we can't live together, then we've got a disconnect with God as well. Exactly. God's heart is like in John 17, Jesus talks about, okay, the way the world will know that I am sent from God is based on how we love one another. Thank you for joining us. Please come back to our next video as well. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.